Hey guys, this is Ash, and Happy New Year. I hope your 2024 is a good one to you all. Well, we may be starting the new year off with hopes and ambitions, whether it be a New Year's resolution, or if you're not into New Year, New Me, that you're looking forward to amazing things this year. And while it may be a clean start to a new year, for most of us, today marks four years since Selena Notterfrey went missing and was later found 21 days later. And while her case is closed, her family questioned the circumstances of her death. I covered her story as my first missing and murdered Indigenous woman story on episode two. And if you haven't listened to it, I encourage you to go back and give it a listen. Let's go into more detail of Selena's story. Selena Shelley Faye Notafraid was born on June 19, 2003. Selena was a twin and shared her birthday with her twin sister Zoe. Her parents are Jacqueline Big Hair and Leroy Notafraid. She's of the Crow Tribe and lived on the Crow Reservation in Bighorn County, Montana. In 2020, she was reported missing and later found deceased. She was just 16 years old and a junior at Hardin High School. Selena was a creative kid. She enjoyed sports, sewing, beadwork, and aspired to become an Indian relay rider. She was one of five siblings. However, tragedy hit Selena's family more times than any one person should endure. In 2014, Selena's twin sister, Zoe, committed suicide at the young age of 11. Three years later, in 2017, her brother Preston Bell, Selena's older brother, was shot and killed by police at the age of 24. And shortly after Preston's death, Selena's older sister, Tristan Gray, was killed in a hit-and-run incident, which left Selena and her brother RJ as the only two remaining siblings until her death in 2020. Already, this family has been hit with so much tragedy. I also covered Tristan Gray's story on a mini-episode, which aired on February 18, 2022. On December 31st, 2019, Selena was with friends celebrating New Year's Eve in Billings, Montana. It was reported that underage drinking was a factor at this party. The next day, her and five friends loaded up in a van and were traveling back home towards Hardin. They had car trouble, so they stopped at a rest area between Billings and Hardin at 2 in the afternoon. This is in the daytime. The driver of the car told Selena and her friends to wait there as he said the car would break down again and his mom would come to pick them up. And that was the last time Selena would be reported as seen alive. Just 10 minutes later, the mother shows up and Selena was nowhere to be found. And the other girl was found in a ditch with scratches and no shoes on and no memory of where she was or what had happened. And she didn't know where Selena was or where she'd went. So they called Selena's family and then they called the police. A search began for Selena and a witness came forward to say he's seen her running towards the field by the rest area. And if you listen to episode two of Selena's story, I go into detail of how the search was conducted and how they looked everywhere with drones, horseback, dogs, ATVs, helicopters, and by foot. And they found no trace of Selena. After three weeks of looking, 21 days, her body was found less than a mile from the rest area where the witness claimed she had run off to. This left the family outraged. How did they miss her, especially with all the help and resources they had looking in that exact area? How did they miss her body? Foul play was ruled out as she did not have any wounds or injuries to her body. The authorities stated there were no tire tracks or footprints near her body, so they ruled out foul play and ruled her death hypothermia. Her aunt Cheryl Horn in multiple interviews stated she was not there when they looked. Her body was moved there. Cheryl and other searchers walked that exact spot, the exact spot they found Selena's body, multiple times in those 21 days, and she was not there. Even with the dogs, with the drones, People on horseback, people on ATVs, she was not there. They just do not accept the hypothermia ruling that she laid out there for 21 days and all these people and all these resources missed her. Why did she run away in the field? 
why was her body not seen? Like I said, with so many people searching for her. What happened that day in that short time? Because you see, Selena's story is one of many. So many missing and murdered Indigenous women's cases in Bighorn County. According to the docuseries Murder in Bighorn, which came out in February 2023 on Showtime, there are at least 83 MMIW cases in Bighorn alone. Just like many stories we have shared, it is the families that are out doing the searches for their loved ones. The lack of investigation in these women's disappearance is shocking to so many, but it's the norm for the Indigenous community. Why is hypothermia so quickly ruled the cause of death? especially when the families know there's more to what happened to their loved ones. The important question in Bighorn County is, is it hypothermia or is it homicide? So on this day that Selena went missing, her death is still a major story in the MMIW epidemic. Her life was cut short too early. We must keep being advocates for our indigenous communities so that these women and girls like Selena get the justice they deserve, seek accountability and systemic changes needed in our communities for our indigenous women. We all deserve to be treated as humans, humans that matter have families that miss us when we go missing. The void the families have to live with after losing someone to questionable circumstances, but then have to fight for justice because we are indigenous and sometimes not seen as an equal to the rest of the world. Thank you for listening to We Are Resilient. For links to information found for this episode, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at We Are Resilient Podcast. Send us an email at weareresilientpod at gmail.com or visit us at www.war-podcast.com.